today we're talking about the three things I think everyone should do before moving into a new home to set it up to be the healthiest space possible for you and your family. We'll discuss what those three things are and how my husband and I approach those things in our new home. Hi friends, this is Megan and you're listening to Your Healthy Habitat, a space where we explore the importance of home in supporting our well-being. Before we get started, I just want to share that I'm an architect. I'm not a doctor or a medical professional, and the information shared here is not intended to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. If you have any medical concerns, please reach out to your medical provider. With that said, let's get into it. Moving into a new home should be exciting. It means a new beginning, a fresh start, a blank slate. My husband and I took this jump a little bit over a year ago, and while we're still settling in and discovering little ways to make the space our home, there were a few things we did before we moved in to set our home up to be a space for health and happiness. Today I want to talk about the first three things I think everyone should do before moving into a new home. So why three things, and why should they happen before moving in a single box? Well, I personally love my rule of threes, everything in threes, because decision fatigue and overwhelm is very real. So by sticking to three priorities, it's easier to keep on track and stay focused on what's important. No matter what I'm doing, whether it's cleaning, errands, or daily rituals, I always identify my top three priorities. That way, if I don't get around to everything, I know I've taken care of the most important things, and my brain isn't in a position to think that everything is the most important. And why before moving in? All three of these things that I'm going to walk through are going to be easier, less disruptive, quicker, and less expensive to do if your home is completely empty. Note that these are things to do before you move in, not to do before you buy a new place or sign a new lease. I also have my deal breakers for choosing a new home in the first place, which I'll get into in another episode, but for now, let's just stick to spaces that are already ours. So whether you're renting a tiny apartment with a strict landlord or living in a giant house on unrestricted land, these guidelines can help you kickstart your healthiest home possible. So let's run through my pre-move-in top three and some of the ways my husband and I utilize this must-do guideline for our new home. Number one. Take care of those hidden places. I'm talking about those weird corners unique to your home that are going to collect dust, that tiny closet that you'll inevitably fill with stuff and rarely open, that wainscot in your new bathroom that creates a tiny little dust collecting surface on the top, that weird little sliver of kitchen counter between your stove and your fridge, you all know what I'm talking about, that is just big enough to collect crumbs but way too small to use as a prep surface. I want you to actually take a walk around your new home and write everything down that you may have to pay extra attention to when it comes to dust, grime, mildew, mold, and any other indoor pollutants that might accumulate. Then sit down and think of ways you can eliminate or minimize that potential accumulation. This may mean keeping a checklist and schedule of places to clean, or better yet, elimination of whatever that accumulator is. So when my husband and I bought our new home, it had acoustical popcorn ceilings. Surprisingly, I wasn't concerned about the potential asbestos in those ceilings, 
Because as long as it's left undisturbed, the asbestos contained in some popcorn salines isn't actually harmful. It's only when the finish is disturbed and the asbestos particles get into our breathing air that it's something we need to worry about. Yes, I thought the ceilings were ugly, and yes, I definitely wasn't a fan of how dark they made our rooms feel. But my real concern was how much dust, dirt, and grime the ceiling could accumulate in all those little nooks and crannies, and how I definitely wouldn't want to clean it ever because, one, my fear of disrupting said asbestos-containing material, and two, who really wants to clean a ceiling, right? This was one of our hidden places. We chose to remove it and eliminate the accumulator. It was a priority for us. By removing our popcorn ceilings before we moved in, we didn't have to worry about covering any furniture or having to be out of our home while the work was going on. Our contractor was able to get in and out more quickly and do the work for a lower fee because there were less obstacles for him to maneuver around. All right, so that's number one, take care of those hidden places. Number two, deep clean. Grab yourself a low-tox cleaner and a few reusable rags and wipe down every surface. Unless you built your home from the ground up, you have no idea what was stored where or the last time the place was clean. You have no idea what was spilled on what, and you have no idea what dirt and grime has been or still is hanging out in that space. And even if you did build your home from the ground up, it's really important to do a deep clean to get all of those construction contaminants out of your space. When I think of what needs to be deep cleaned, I use multiple senses. So do you see any visible dirt? Can you feel any rough patches on something that should be smooth? Do you feel anything sticky? Do you smell anything funky? Until everything looks, feels, and smells clean, keep going. Remember though, that when I say smell clean, that doesn't mean smelling like cleaner. It means the absence of odors. So please don't get the two confused because we definitely don't want any of those toxic cleaners that leave a lot of smell behind. Found something that you can't get clean? Please, please, please prioritize replacing it if possible. So for example, do you have carpet that smells like cat pee? Can you not get that smell out of the carpet? I know that we couldn't. Prioritize replacing that carpet. The smell is awful, I know, but what's more important is that you don't know what's brewing in the pad below. It's what you can't see that really poses the health risk. Generally, I like to always replace carpet when I move into a new place regardless of what the issue is with it because there's just so much potential for unknown allergens and toxins stuck in there. But I know that's expensive and it's not always in the cards. Once you've deep cleaned all of your surfaces, take care of your air and water. This can include things like replacing the air filter in your HVAC unit and water filter in your fridge, opening up every window, and running an air purifier. But I do want to put a little note on the air purifier thing. Just make sure that your air purifier doesn't contain an ionizer. Air purifiers with ionizers emit ozone. And if you look up ozone, it's something that's very, very harmful to your lungs if you breathe it in. So be careful that your air purifier does not contain an ionizer. Before moving into our home, we replaced all of the flooring. The entire home was carpeted and smelled of cat pee. It was disgusting. We optimistically tried to clean it. I actually had my poor husband clean it with a rented carpet cleaner three times, but ultimately we decided that it would just be best to replace it. So we took the opportunity when we replaced our flooring to replace a majority of it with hard flooring, which is much better for my allergies. But we decided to strategically put new carpet in our bedrooms just to provide a little bit of warmth and for acoustic reasons. 
We also found when we moved in that the previous owner had covered every shelf with this sticky shelf liner, and it was disgusting. It had been there probably for 20 years. That's how long she had lived here before we moved in. And there was just so much stuff stuck in the little sticky parts that were kind of curved up on the sides, and who knows what it was. So we also removed all of that and replaced it with new liner. And I want to say that ideally we would have refinished all the shelves, but unfortunately we didn't have the time to do that before moving in. We needed to get out of our old place. But that's hopefully going to be a future project. So that covers number two, the deep clean. Number three, lastly, I want you to set your mood intention for your new space. So what do I mean by that? I mean, do you want it to feel light and bright? Do you want it to feel dim and cozy? I'm not asking you to completely decorate your new space right now. I actually encourage you to live there for a few months with only what you have before you begin buying new furniture or decor. This way you can actually see how you live in the space and then decorate it accordingly. What I am saying is that if the current paint colors don't match the way you want your space to feel, now is the perfect time to repaint. Repainting before you move in all of your stuff means less things you have to worry about dripping paint on, and repainting before you move in means you can avoid living in paint fumes. And to avoid living in paint fumes is really important. You really want time to air out your home before moving in. And I know it's fairly easy nowadays to find low VOC or even no VOC paints, but you still don't want to be spending all of your time in a freshly painted room, regardless of the type of paint that you use. In addition to repainting our home before moving in, we also purchased blackout curtains for our bedroom. Maintaining good sleep habits is one of the best things you can do for your health and is super important to my husband and I. We love to sleep. So we invested off the bat in some curtains that matched our aesthetic and how we wanted our home to feel so that we could immediately start to sleep well and comfortably in our new space from night one. So now I hope you're set up to move into a new home that will put you in the best position to build a healthy and comfortable environment for you and your family. Thanks for listening, friends. I really hope you enjoyed our discussion of three things I think everybody can do before they move into a new home to set it up to be the healthiest space possible. Look forward to seeing you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support this little cozy corner of podcast land, please subscribe, share with your loved ones, or leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.